Before we get into this episode, I want to share about this week's partner. When I started my business, I made a big mistake when it came to visuals. I changed color palettes frequently, hand drew my logo, and even had a pink website. I know. I saw design as a fluffy extra, and as a result, struggled to build brand recognition and trust with my audience. Since then, I've thankfully learned how important it is to ensure that the way you look reflects who you are, and to be cohesive with every touch point. There's no denying it, visuals matter. But if like me, design just isn't your forte, how do you make sure you show up professionally and consistently? Well, that's where 99designs comes in. 99designs by Vista is a platform here to help you find professional designers from around the world to bring your brand to life through custom and memorable design. It's a bit like Hinge, but for design. So whether you're starting out and need a logo and brand identity or further along and need a social media banner or packaging design, 99designs will help you find your design match. There are two ways to do it. You can either launch a contest and be flooded with design ideas from around the world, or you can be matched with a designer to work with from start to finish across your project. I've recently launched my own contest to create a logo for one of my group programs, and it's been so fun to see the creative entries come in. I'm excited to have partnered with 99designs to get you £20 off your first contest. So to invest in risk-free professional graphic design, head to the link in the show notes or to 99designs.com forward slash Alice to get started today. Now let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to episode number 215 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, and today I'm going to be chatting to you about doing an end of year review. The time is upon us. December has arrived. We're probably all starting to feel that little bit of fatigue as we finish off the year. And naturally, our brains are likely starting to reflect on the year that we've had. Now, We'll probably all be feeling different ways at this point. I know for some businesses, this is a super busy time of year. So maybe you need to press pause on this episode and do this review in January. For other businesses, actually might be already feeling like things are kind of calming down and closing for the year. Wherever you're at, I think it can be really valuable to give yourself some time to reflect. Reflection is a really valuable exercise because it helps us to acknowledge what has gone before so that we can celebrate ourselves, so that we can learn from those experiences. And then most importantly, take all of those lessons and all of that clarity to help us moving forwards. Something I am a huge advocate of is planning and goal setting. I don't mind when in the year that you do it, but the natural time to do it is January, right? We all arrive in 2023 and we're like, yeah, now's the time. I'm going to set my intentions and vision for the year. Now we're going to do some episodes about that in January, so don't worry. But this is a really important step before we think about the next year. Because if you think about it like a chapter in a book, we want to conclude the chapter that we're currently finishing before we rush straight into the next one. And for me, that's not only valuable because it allows us to kind of process what's happened, but also because the best plans, the best goals, the best strategies are built on top of our previous experiences. Part of the power of reflecting is so that we can take lessons and clarity from our experiences. And then we can allow those lessons and allow that clarity to inform the plans that we make moving forwards. So doing an end of year review isn't just great because it makes you feel good and it helps you to kind of think about what's happened. It's also great because it's going to help you as you enter next year to have all of the clarity that you need to make the best plans for your business. So let's talk about an end of year review. There are so many different ways that you can do this. A lot of the work I'm doing at this time of year with clients is talking about the year that they've had and completely dependent on what your business is and how this year has been for you. There are different questions that we can think about, but there are generally five key topics that I find it really valuable to reflect on in 
order to help ourselves kind of review the year in a very rounded way. I think it can be easy when we're reflecting on a year or reflecting on any period of time actually to just look at the positives and think right an end of year review is just about listing out all the things that have gone great and that's part of it that's a really important step but that's not the only thing that it can be valuable to think about when it comes to our end of year review. So what I'm going to do for you in this episode is walk you through these five steps these five questions so that you can start thinking about your year in a more intentional way. You could either listen to this episode and then afterwards sit down and reflect on these things or you could listen to each section, press pause, reflect on that certain prompt or that question that I've shared with you. And then when you're ready, press play and move on to the next one. You could almost use this episode as a guided end of year review. Like you've got me in your ears talking you through it. It takes out all of the thinking because I don't know about you. I'm feeling a little bit fatigued as I reach the end of the year. I just want this to be as easy as possible for you. So let's start with the first step of reviewing your year which is all about stepping back and checking in. The reason that this is an important first step is because our brains are so busy. We're so in the day-to-day of our businesses. We're so wrapped up in the to-do list and the emails and the things that feel urgent. So before we start thinking about what's gone well or what the lessons were or what the challenges were, we just want to give ourselves a bit of a chance to kind of check in and go, right, what has happened this year? What I'd encourage you to think about here is where were you in your business at the start of this year? And where are you in your business now? There's no right or wrong way to do this, but I think a good first step here is just to list down all of the things that come to mind when you think of this year. What are all the things that you've done? What are all the different things that your business has launched or changed? When you look at where your business was 12 months ago versus today, what looks and feels different. If you're struggling to think of things, because I think we can be so tied up in the day-to-day, we kind of forget what's happened, you might find it helpful to scroll through your calendar and that will help to jog your memory. Or maybe scroll through your camera roll or your Instagram grid. It's amazing how quickly we forget all of the things that we've done and all of the things that have happened. So you wanna give yourself a chance here to kind of jog your memory and really check in on, right, where were we at the start of the year? Where are we now? And what has this year held? That is the first step to doing an end of year review. It's kind of getting all of the initial thoughts and feelings and and things out of our head. So then we can start to think a little bit more intentionally. So that's your first step is to step back and check in on what has happened this year and have a bit of a brain dump on everything that comes to mind. If you're reflecting as you listen to this episode, press pause and then press play when you're ready for the next step. So now that we've stepped back and we've checked in and we perhaps feel a little bit more familiar with what we've done this year and what 2022 has held, I now want us to start looking at that list and looking at the year a little bit more intentionally. So the first area I want us to do that in is in looking at the wins. This is a really fun part of an end of year review because we're looking at the stuff that's gone well. What I want you to list out here is what's gone well this year. What have you achieved that you're proud of yourself for? What changes have you made in your business or perhaps within your personal life, which relates to your business, which you are really glad about? What's felt good this year? When you're reflecting on these wins, I'd encourage you don't just think about the external shiny things. It's amazing to have the wins like increasing sales or launching something new, but those are very external wins. I want you to also think about the 
internal wins, the things that maybe no one else can see, that are maybe a little bit less tangible, is one of your wins for the year that you're now taking weekends off from your business and you have a much better work-life balance? Or is one of your wins for the year that you brought in a new way of organizing yourself? And actually now the business feels so much more structured and streamlined than it did 12 months ago. I'm gonna bet once you start thinking about the wins, there will be so many that come to mind. So list out what has been a win of this year? What has gone well? What are the actions that you've taken in your business which have been really successful? Maybe you tried out a new thing in your marketing strategy this year and that's gone really well. Maybe something that felt really good this year is that you did some projects that were more collaborative and that felt really exciting and fulfilling for you. Maybe one of your wins for the year is that actually you're working less or you've scaled your business back. Let's redefine what success has to look like. Wins don't just have to be about bigger and better and more. A win is anything that makes your business more fulfilling, more impactful and a better fit for your why. Once you've thought about your wins, a secondary question I want you to ask yourself is what contributed to those wins? For example, if one of your wins is that you really increased your sales this year, I want you to take it deeper than that and ask yourself, how did we increase sales? Or if one of your wins for the year is that you feel like the business is so much more sustainable for you to run, you're not working crazy hours and you've got much more efficiency. Okay, what helped you to achieve? that sense of balance? What's helped you to no longer have a business that feels like it's burning you out? Was it that you hired team? Was it a change in mindset? When we think about what's helped us to get the wins, we can then use those things moving forwards. As I talked about in the intro to this episode, reviewing your year isn't just about celebrating what the year has held, it's about taking lessons from the year that then we can use moving forwards. So what's gone well for you this year and why did those things go well? What can you learn from that? That's the second step of our end of year review. So if you're reflecting as you listen, press pause and then press play when you're ready for what's next. So now we've thought about the wins, let's have a look at the other side of the coin, which is the challenges and the failures. Now I add failures in there because I think it's a word that we can sometimes shy away from in business. We tie a really big meaning to that word failure. We think, oh gosh, if there's any failures of the year, that means that I'm an awful business owner and things are going really bad. And actually I want us to reclaim the word failure because I'm failing all of the time in my business. I'm doing things every day which go wrong or don't go how I expected. So whether you wanna call that a failure or just perhaps a mishap or something that wasn't quite good, that's what we're reflecting on here. What are the things that perhaps didn't go how we expected or wanted to? And also the challenges. What are the challenges that we face this year that made things more difficult for us or that perhaps we didn't expect? So this is the next thing that I want you to reflect on is to list out what are the challenges and what are the failures from this year? What didn't work? What strategies did you try? What actions did you take which didn't result in the way that you wanted them to? What felt bad this year? Was there anything that you did in your business this year that just felt really icky or really off or really misaligned? What didn't you achieve this year? You might find it helpful to look back at the intentions that you set at the start of this year or the goals that you set each quarter and go, ah, which of those did we not achieve? Which of those didn't come to life? I know this can feel really negative, But the important thing when we're looking at our challenges and our failures is that we learn from them. Sometimes I think our brains can make the negative stuff bigger than it actually is. We're almost scared to think about it because we're like, oh gosh, if I think about it, then it's gonna feel more real. But I think sometimes when we just acknowledge it, when we, you know, rip off the band-aid, as an American would say, and just face those things, I think more often than not, A, they're not as big as we thought they were, And B, actually there's a lot that we can take from them. So just as we did with the wins, I want you to take this reflection a step deeper 
and not just think about what didn't work or what felt bad, but also think what helped you? What are the learnings that you can take from that experience moving forwards? I'm a big believer that as long as you can take a lesson from a challenge or a failure, that challenge or failure wasn't a negative thing. In fact, it was probably more valuable than the opposite, which was that thing going well. A lot of the time when things go well, we don't learn a lot. If anything, all we learn is just, yeah, that thing worked. Doing that action leads to that result. Cool, we can do that again. But when you face a challenge or when you fail at something in your business, there is so much to be learned there around the opposite. You know, okay, if a certain strategy or a certain thing that you tried to see, it just really didn't work. Maybe you tried to launch something new and it just didn't get the response that you wanted. There's a lot of learning in that. Perhaps it's that that thing isn't the right fit for your business or your community. Perhaps it's that the way you did it wasn't quite right. Or if it's an external challenge, something that you couldn't control, what lessons can you then learn about how to protect yourself against those challenges moving forwards? There's always a lesson. But what I will say is that if a challenge still feels very fresh or a failure feels very recent, don't put the pressure on right now that you have to come up with a big lesson. I think most of the time, those lessons and that clarity is best gained in hindsight. So if there's some things on there where you go, do you know what, right now that still feels like a massive challenge, that still feels really overwhelming, or that failure still feels really present and painful, that's okay. Give yourself some space. There's nothing to say you can't come back to this reflection in a couple of months time and then look for the lessons in those challenges and failures. So that is your next step of this end of year review. What didn't work this year? What felt bad? What was the slightly more challenging stuff? And from those situations, what helped you to overcome those challenges? And what lessons can you take? If you're reflecting as you listen to this episode, press pause, and then we're gonna move on to the next step. So now we've thought about our wins and also our challenges and failures. What I want us to conclude here are our lessons. One of the most valuable things about reflecting on a period of time, whether it's a week, whether it's a quarter, or whether it's a year, what we're doing now, is to think about the lessons that we can take from that period. Running a business is one of the most lesson teaching experiences I think you'll ever have. Is that even a phrase, lesson teaching? You get what I mean. If you run a business, you learn a lot of lessons. You learn a lot of lessons, not just about your business, but also about yourself. So what I want you to do here is to conclude some of those key learning. We've started to think already about the lessons. When I got you to think about your wins, you reflected on what helped me to achieve those wins. There's some lessons there. And when we thought about your challenges, your failures, I got you to think about what helped you to overcome those challenges or how can you avoid those failures moving forwards? There's lessons in there. So here we wanna really conclude these lessons because the more that we can clarify what we've learned from the year, the more informed and the more supported we can go into the next year because we can take all of those lessons with us. There's two categories I want you to think about here. The lessons you've learned about your business and the lessons you've learned about yourself because running a business is rich in lessons in both of those areas. So let's start by thinking about the lessons you've learned about your business. What have you discovered about your business this year? Perhaps you've discovered that a certain side of your business is actually not a very good fit for the people that you're wanting to help. Or maybe you've learned actually a strength within your business here. Actually, my business is at its best when I'm doing these kind of things or I'm performing in this kind of way. It might be wider lessons, perhaps about the industry that you're in or about the people that you're working with. Maybe this year you've learned a real lesson about the long-term vision for your business, about where you wanna take it or about how your industry is evolving and, and the way that you really wanna fit into that. 
It might be that you've got some really clear cut lessons or it might be that you're still kind of processing some of that. That's okay. These lessons are going to be something that you'll be able to pick up as you think next year about what you want from 2023. But that's the first area we want to reflect in. What have you learned about your business? And then the second area I want you to reflect in is what have you learned about yourself? I would argue these are the lessons that are the most valuable because your business is completely dependent on you. And the more that you learn about who you are as a business owner, what helps you, what your challenges are, what some of your weak spots are, what your strengths are, the better you can then be at running your business moving forwards. So here I want you to conclude what are some of the lessons you've learned about yourself this year? What have you discovered about you as a business owner? Perhaps it's things you've discovered about what's important to you, about your values, about your vision, about what feels good in your business, about what feels a little bit off. Or maybe you've learned more about what helps you to feel sustainable as a business owner. Maybe you've really discovered this year some certain techniques or tactics which keep you at your best. Maybe this year you've really discovered some of your key strengths or perhaps on the other side of that coin, some of your weaknesses. These are so valuable for us to think about because self-awareness when you run a business is key. The better you know yourself, the better you can run your business moving forwards. So I want you to reflect on these lessons. What have you learned about your business and what have you learned about yourself? And you can look back over the notes you've already made on your wins and your challenges and failures in order to give yourself a bit of a starting point. If you're reflecting as you listen, you know the drill, press pause and press play when you're ready for the final step of this end of year review. So hopefully what we've worked through so far has helped you to think about this year in terms of what's happened, the good, the not so good, the lessons, what we can take from it. Well, as a final step, what I want you to think about is how you want to move into next year. A really valuable question to ask yourself is from this year, what would I like more of next year? And what would I like less of next year? What we're basically asking here is what do I want to carry into 2023? And what are the things that I want to leave in 2022? Maybe there were some things this year that felt really good in your business. Maybe it's that you started doing loads of in-person networking and going to events and you go, yeah, next year, I would like more of that. That felt really good this year. Or on the flip side, maybe this year, something you found really challenging was showing up online and you found yourself being just really consumed by the online world. You go, right, next year, I would like way less of that. I would like less pressure to be showing up online. I'd like less of my business to be reliant on that and less overwhelmed as I'm doing it. Maybe it's that this year you tried out a new product or service. You go, do you know what? I think next year I'd like more of that. I'd like to keep doing that. I want to carry that into 2023. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you tested something this year and go, do you know what? That is not for me next year. We're going to leave that in 2022. This final step is a really valuable part of the end of year review because when you're then sitting down to plan out 2023, this is where you can begin. By thinking about what you want to leave within this year and what you want to carry into next year, you give yourself a start point as you think about 2023 because you've already got an idea. Okay, what are the things we're needing to change? because we want to get rid of some things or just make sure they're not as present. And actually, what are some things we want to continue doing? Okay, how are we gonna build the plans and the strategies to make those things happen? There really is no right or wrong in how clear, how detailed or, you know, the quantity as well that you can reflect on here. Don't feel like you need to be writing things down for the sake of it. So if only a few things come to mind, that is totally fine. End of year reflection is not about ticking a box. No one cares really if you do this or not, right? A boss isn't paying you to do it. A client isn't asking you to do it. So do it for you. Remove the shoulds. Really give yourself space and permission to reflect on what feels true for you. Once you've done this end of year review, what I'd really encourage you to do 
is celebrate yourself this year. Look at that list of wins, the things that went well, the things that you're proud of yourself for, and look at those challenges as well that you overcame and celebrate yourself for that. It is so easy in business to always be focusing on what you could have done better or what you want to do again or more or different and already be thinking about next year. That part of our brains, I don't think we can necessarily switch off, but force yourself to celebrate the year. Whatever kind of year you've had, whether your business feels like it's really moved forward, stood still or actually moved a bit backwards, give yourself space to acknowledge that and celebrate the fact that you made it. You're here. You've done an amazing job just to be running a business in this current time that we're in. So whatever self-celebration looks like for you, whether it's treating yourself with a bit of a gift, maybe taking yourself out for a nice dinner or a drink to really acknowledge the year. Maybe it's just speaking with a friend or a family member so that you can really vocalize what you're proud of yourself for and get some praise from someone else. There's no right or wrong way to celebrate, but I really would encourage you to make the time for that because it's gonna be so easy for us as business owners to have our Christmas break, get straight into stuff in January and be like, right, 2023 now, 2020 is over, not thinking about that again. That's just the way our brains work, right? So make some time for that self-celebration. I'm proud of you. You've done an absolutely brilliant job to be here listening to this episode. So I really hope you enjoy using this structure to review your year. In the show notes, which is just a little bit of text you'll find underneath this episode, wherever you've listened to the podcast, I will write out each of those five steps and the questions and prompts so that you can sit down, give yourself some space to reflect on the year and celebrate the year that you have had. I'd really love to hear what comes up within your end of year review. What are the lessons? What are the wins? What are the things you're taking into next year? As always, you can pop me a message on Instagram or LinkedIn at Alice Benham. Always such a joy to know who's tuning in and continue the conversation. As the name of this podcast suggests, these episodes are only the start of the conversation. So come and have a chat with me. Enjoy reflecting on your year. Make sure to celebrate yourself. And I will be back in your ears next Tuesday for a very special Christmas special end of year episode. I'm a little bit terrified to share it with you because it is with a very special guest. Some of you might guess who it's with, but I'll leave that for next week. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on that and enjoy reflecting on your year. Hi, Alice again. I totally forgot there was something I was meant to tell you about and promote within that episode. I am running some workshops in January, which are all about setting intentions and vision for your 2023 and planning out quarter one. If you feel really overwhelmed when you start the year, you've got that new year energy, but you don't really know how to set yourself up in the best way, these are for you. They're gonna help you to check in with your business, set really clear vision and intentions that are gonna guide you through the whole of 2023, and then most importantly, set aligned quarterly goals that you can then work towards in Q1 and plan out that first quarter so that you haven't just got the clarity, also got the detailed plan that you need to hit the ground running, take action and really move your business forwards at the start of next year. I've got two ways that you can do that. I've got a group workshop that I'm gonna be running in London on Tuesday, the 10th of January. And then I've got one-to-one sessions available for those who prefer that type of support. I'll leave the link in the show notes or you can go to alicebenham.co.uk forward slash 2023. There are limited spaces. I think half of the tickets to the London workshop have already gone. So if you're interested, make sure to check them out. I would love to help you kick off next year in the best way possible. That's it. I just forgot to add this in. So this is a proper goodbye now. See you next week. 
before you go and action what you've learned in today's episode, let me remind you about this week's partner. When I started my business, I made a big mistake when it came to visuals. I changed color palettes frequently, hand drew my logo, and even had a pink website. I know. I saw design as a fluffy extra, and as a result, struggled to build brand recognition and trust with my audience. Since then, I've thankfully learned how important it is to ensure that the way you look reflects who you are, and to be cohesive with every touch point. There's no denying it. Visuals matter. But if, like me, design just isn't your forte, how do you make sure you show up professionally and consistently? Well, that's where 99designs comes in. 99designs by Vista is a platform here to help you find professional designers from around the world to bring your brand to life through custom and memorable design. It's a bit like Hinge, but for design. So whether you're starting out and need a logo and brand identity, or are further along and need a social media banner or packaging design, 99designs will help you find your design match. There are two ways to do it. You can either launch a contest and be flooded with design ideas from around the world, or you can be matched with a designer to work with from start to finish across your project. I've recently launched my own contest to create a logo for one of my group programs, and it's been so fun to see the creative entries come in. I'm excited to have partnered with 99designs to get you £20 off your first contest. So to invest in risk-free professional graphic design, head to the link in the show notes or to 99designs.com forward slash Alice to get started today. <laughs>